What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And for the last two years, we here at Multiverse Monologues have been talking about a universe in particular, the Marvel Universe. And for two years, we reviewed 57 Marvel films, and now we're taking a break. And that break starts now, because here is the start of the Star Wars Marathon. Back in the day, back in February of 2022, I guess it was, we didn't really know where it was going to go, but we know where this podcast is going to go, because we are going to be reviewing every single Star Wars film, and a few extras, which we will talk about. Me, Ben Rayside... And also joining us on this epic journey that is the Star Wars movie marathon is, first and foremost, Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you? I think we all are pretty excited for this one. We, If, if you're watching the video, you see we are we are dressed up in our really stupid Star Wars drip. <laughs> Four pumps Maybe for this. Yours is stupid, but mine's not right. stupid. You're, you're one, I've got a pouch. Your onesie has a pouch. Mine doesn't. I'm really upset by that. <laughs> But one would call us lucky that we get to do something like this. But we, we've been around long enough, and we know that in our experience, there's no such thing as luck. Mm, yes, so. I will say, I, I agree with you on that point of luck, but uh, luck is always involved when you're with Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you? Hello there. I am doing quite well Don't today. Uh, you know, I, I narrowly avoided getting lost in the desert. Mm. I was picked up by some Jawas on the way here, zapped a little bit, but... You know, I still taste the the electric in my mouth, but I'm all right. Mm. Look, yeah. I'm looking forward to talk about. You need some blue milk to wash your mouth. I will out need some blue milk. I, I hope I my aunt and uncle don't get clipped. Ooh. I know they do make blue milk if you go to Galaxy's Edge. I've never tasted it. We'll though. make our own blue milk. I wonder how it tastes. I've always wondered that, but. Now we're going to be talking about the taste of Star Wars, or it has been, is as it has been redubbed, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. All these years later, this movie released in 1977, mm-hmm. and we are here to talk about it in 2024. Wow. A long, long time ago is when this movie was released, and we are all super pumped to talk about it. So, gentlemen... Without further ado, let's hit the hyperdrive and head over to the Star Wars universe. The original, legendary Star Wars is back. The most popular film of all time, Star Wars. Coming back to your galaxy for two weeks only. Star Wars, the Force will be with you. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Man, I wonder how they got those plans. Oh, man. And if that sounds familiar, 
Rogue One, a Star Wars story tells that. But back in 1977, this was audience's first taste of the universe that George Lucas and company created. A title crawl, very akin to the Flash Gordon serials of Mm -hmm. the late 30s and 40s. And yet here it is in 1977 on a huge feature film. And obviously, I mean, we are so many years removed, 45 plus years from Star Wars, what would eventually become uh, a new hope. But guys, I just got to know after all these years, I mean, I, I know Ethan and I, we reviewed this, but you know, there was just, there was something missing. There was something, and, that, and that's Micah. Had, big of chunk course, missing. Yeah. Of course. And now we can do this big chunk officially on the marathon. <laughs> Is that my name? No, no, no. Not, not, not that you're a big chunk, Micah, but you're, you're a big, big chunk of this panel. That's you know? true. It, it. The, the marathon would not be what it would is. It would be like Mr. Star Hatt. Wars without Han Solo. You exactly. Know? Just exactly. wouldn't be right. We don't reissue an episode unless A, it's the holiday special, or B, <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> That's right. Yes, true. So we're here to talk about this movie again. And I, I know I know we've been putting off a lot of these Star Wars films in preparation for this marathon. I know I haven't seen a lot, of, especially the newer films in a long time, knowing that this would be in the docket in years to come. And we're finally here to do it now. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, directed and written by George Lucas. Ooh. He would not do that again until his prequel films. Uh, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of divisiveness that comes with it. But I will say this, judging from scores and just judging from Ethan and I's previous conversations and stuff. Well, I mean, we're huge, huge fans of Star Wars, hey, particularly. A lot, a lot can Hope. change in a year, Ben. That, oh, without a doubt, you know? it can. Without a doubt. And I will say this, Star Wars is one of those franchises that, and we've talked about this before, but the the difference in opinion and the, the heat of discussion in the Star Wars franchise is like nothing I have seen in any internet community. The MCU has kind of gotten to that point recently, but it's more of just a disappointment than it is. But Star Wars fans, I mean, you have Star Wars fans that will die on hills that are just insane and other ones that are just... It makes for very interesting discussion, mm. right? Like we did 57 Marvel films and no one's really like fighting us over. Okay. You put whatever Punisher above Howard the Duck, like you're crazy, but these, there's such a small number of these films in comparison. And yeah, the opinion on them differ greatly and not only online and in fan in the fandom, but on this panel, they differ greatly. So that's why this this will be really fun. As as Han Solo puts it, originally this is where the fun begins. So yes. I'm excited. I, I think it might be because there are so few movies. I mean, nowadays uh, a movie like Captain Marvel with huge discourse comes out, and or not Captain Marvel, the Marvels comes out. There's huge discourse, but. I mean, it fades within a month, but we know that there's going to be more. But Star Wars, we haven't had a feature film since Rise of Skywalker in 2019. Five years, yeah. It's been five years. Which It'll be another couple of years. Sounds too. absurd thinking that because the gaps that previous mm-hmm. you know fans had to wait mm-hmm. for new movies was absurd. So five years is... Distance between a trilogy was right. 10 years between prequel and sequel. And then, what, 20 years between... Uh, 15, 15 or 16 years between uh, Phantom Menace and Return. And that, and that Return of the Jedi Phantom Menace one must have been just so hard to deal with. I know there was a lot of books and comics, but man, the Star Wars that we are being fed now is so much more of an increase than it was back yeah. then. And it's just, 
Uh, it, it's truly a different experience. Yeah, so much the fandom's so much different now oh. too. And I think there is a point that we can all pinpoint. Like it, it was at that moment that truly sparked all these different communities. But we'll get to that. Right now, we're just in 1977. But before we get into that movie, Micah, you've created a Star Wars spreadsheet. You want to tell the audience every single project we're going to be ranking and reviewing? Sure. Yeah. So uh, in our in our spreadsheet, I've already got our internet rankings set up, ready to go uh, with Rotten Tomatoes, Critic User, Metacritic User, uh, Letterboxd, IMDB, and then average those out. So we have a, a score from the internet and then we have our own scores that we'll be finding out here. We have a, another Hollywood Reporter ranking that I threw in there. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Yes. Hollywood Reporter has a ranking. They oh, don't have Rise of Skywalker on there, but or... Um, the Clone Wars film or the Ewok film. Do we know if, if it was the same people who created both lists? I don't know. I can check that out. But we'll yeah. have to check that one. So we're doing all the normal movies, one through nine. And then we've got uh, the two Ewok movies, Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure from 1984. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to be doing that. Yep. The Battle for Endor came out the next year in 85. And we've got the Clone Wars film from 2008. We've got Rogue One, a Star Wars story from 2016, and we've got Solo, a Star Wars story from 2018. So a good 15 movies. 15 projects. 15 which projects, we're be reviewing. including the holiday special, but you guys already reviewed it. I'm going to be watching it and giving my <laughs> yeah, review. Good luck. Just briefly in our Ewoks episode, so keep an eye out for that. This was not a problem for us to rewatch, but <laughs> Ethan and I really drew the line. It was like, I'll watch this once. And I don't think I'll ever watch yeah, it again. Yeah, we're good. If I put it on, will you guys not watch it with me? I'll listen. I'll watch it with you just for okay. the support. Okay. Of, I like, think I might need support. <laughs> you yeah. listen. I guarantee you, you will need support because that <laughs> it's something. It's definitely something. But yeah, the Ewok films we're going to be doing together, so they're not going to be double episodes. We're going to pack both of those films into one podcast. Um, and that leaves us with 15 projects to rank and review. This equals out to every one of these projects were released in theaters in some way. Now, we're not reviewing every Star Wars project. There are a few Clone Wars arcs and a few Rebels arcs that were released in theaters that we will not be covering. We're going to keep this solely based in film format. So that leaves us with 15 projects, much less than 57 oh, yeah. Marvel projects. Uh, and we start with, obviously... Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Star Wars, the first Star Wars, the Original first one, Star man, Wars. all the, the way back in 1977. I know I watched a lot behind the scenes for this, in preparation just for this podcast. But I want to shoot this out to Mr. Wensloff first. What do you remember about mm. this film in particular, and how did you watch it this time? So what I remember growing up is I remember I never remember watching this for the first time. This has always been a part of my life. Uh, just, you know, we had the VHSs and those would go in uh, the VCR and you'd watch those on repeat. So I'm not sure when my first time watching this was because I think my dad just showed it to me when I was a child and you know, I just rewatched it on repeat. But yeah, I loved it, man. I lo uh, this is my Star Wars. These first three specifically, uh, I'm excited. But this time watching it, I watched it also with my dad and I, I watched oh, it with nice. my seven year old brother for the first time. He had never seen this movie. Wow. So I got to watch it with my dad again, who's seen it many, many times with me. I watched with my brother who's never seen it. It was also fun because my brother's seven. My dad saw this movie in theaters when he was seven. So he got oh, that. Really? He got that really cool parallel. And can you kind of see how the, the, my dad kept leading over to my brother, Marcus a lot. Like, 
dude, he didn't say it like this, but I'm paraphrasing. He's like, dude, I watched this when I was seven. You should not have this many questions. Just follow the story. You know, like, it's like kind of disappointed in a way. Like, come on, just, just because he, he would ask a lot of questions. So are you committing to watching every single one with Marcus and your dad? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if I can do that. Okay. I'll try. And how did you watch it? How did I watch it? Great, great point. Because I watched this on the, the format that Disney has given us, uh, Disney Plus. I own the Blu-rays, but I watched I watched the revitalized, what is this, the 2011 remastered ones from George Lucas? You watched this on Disney Plus? I watched it on Disney Plus. I believe Plus. it's a 2018 Disney Plus. Yes. Like, it's their own version. McClunky. Was a McClunky a part of that? Did Greedo say McClunky? He did McClunky. Say McClunky. Yeah. So that is the special newest version. It's the Blu-ray, but with the addition the of McClunky. Absolutely epic Obi-Wan Kenobi screech yeah. in there that is absurd. <laughs> I'm gonna is. I'm excited to hear what kind of screech Micah heard on the version he watched, but no. It yeah, was... that, that's how I watch it this time. <laughs> and I grew up watching it. You know, we build forts. The Star Wars is just part of it the toys the legos the whole culture just part of me from the very young age does that version have the java scene it does have the java okay. scene in it yeah okay. every version past 2004 has mm-hmm. java in some form i don't remember remaster the... yeah. is very i'm looking at it right now on vhs it is terrible the 90, updated one i believe yeah from 2011 is oof <laughs> Yeah, so uh, is it my turn yet? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, Micah, because Mike, you I can't to wait talk. to jump in. So, so this is, yeah, you got to tell us how has Star Wars been a part of your life? I mean, yes. the first thing I remember hearing just about Micah before I even met him is, dude, this guy collects OG Lego. He has a ton of OG Star Wars stuff. So when I met you, took me down to your basement, showed me all this OG Star Wars. I'm like, dude. This guy is a massive collector. If you guys are watching, I've got my 99 Star Wars Episode 4 sets up there. So pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Epic, epic. But how has Star Wars been a part of your life and how did you watch it this time? So growing up, uh, Star Wars Episode 4, we're talking specifically Episode 4, right? So just like Ethan, I don't remember the first time I watched this. It is so ingrained. This is definitely one of two that I watched the most. I watched Episode 1 and Episode 4 probably the most. Hmm. Uh, we had we we grew up with the 2004 release DVDs. Um, I don't believe we watched the like 2004 release DVD though, because the the bonus disc had the theatrical cut, just that one, right? Yeah, like yeah. the the theatrical cut of um, the original trilogy. So I think we watched that one usually, because I don't remember ever seeing the Java scene. Yeah growing up interesting yeah but star wars has always been this fully ingrained uh in into my into my family my uncle he's got this huge lightsaber tattoo on his arm uh my other uncle he's got combat ready lightsabers he's got um he was the one that had the first box set in our family with the star wars special edition the gold one uh, box set with Darth Vader on the front. Yeah, he had the clone trooper Yoda Darth Vader set. Nice, that one's really cool. And he was the first one to get the Blu-ray box set. He he went all out. Yeah, and um, like everyone in my in my family has their Star Wars story. My papa, I 
I, I remember this is one of the most vivid memories I have of my papa. I mean, he's still alive, like he's whatever, but um, he was telling me about the time he went to see Star Wars in theaters, mm. just casually in the car. He was telling me about it and he was just like telling the whole car and he saw it three times opening week. That's awesome. Like he would line up. He wouldn't, he didn't get to see it opening night because they sold out. Or not opening night, but like when it got big, right? When he went to go see yeah, it. When he just go, couldn't when he in, went yeah. the first time, it was sold out. He yeah. couldn't see it. Wow. So he went back the next day and he waited hours in line. People waited hours in line to see wow. this movie. My papa was one of them. My um my nana's brother-in-law was also one of those guys. Like everyone in that generation that I know went and saw this yeah. movie in theaters multiple times. It was the movie to see. It's so crazy thinking like this is the only piece of Star Wars content out ever. Yeah. That's it. Like how do you go into that with no prior knowledge right. and I can't even imagine yeah, it. Yeah, the world you're just immediately thrown like, into. And, and watching it this time, I watched the, uh, for the first time, I watched you, the- Use layman terms. Yes, I watched help, the help people understand. Project 4K77. So this was an original theatrically released 35 millimeter film uh, version of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope called Star Wars. Uh, that was scanned. It was color corrected to replicate how it looked on a projector screen. Illegally pirated and put up on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> my my uh, gray line, gray line, fair <laughs> use still applies because it is film preservation. Okay. Uh, as, and, long and as, you, as long you, as you own a copy, you, own physical you are copies. still good. Yes, yeah. I own more copies than most. <laughs> Many copies, right. Yeah, most, yeah. most okay, of the world. So, uh, I've whatever. got the Laserdisc, which is the closest to uh, the theatrical release. Hmm. Uh, I've got all three versions of the VHS. I've got the 2004 DVD. So like, I, I'm pretty much there. I think He's it counts. Uh, since Disney is having no real way to watch this version of the film, this is the only way you can watch it with the original right version yeah. uh since since then there have been so many different releases that george lucas does a little tweaks there's a little uh color correcting yeah. things that are different there's Han some first things yeah. added cgi none of that is in the original and that's the one i watched that is uh, i watched it with a 70 millimeter so there's a 70 millimeter release as well i watched it with that surround sound audio from the Ooh, original film man. it was so it's like a time cool. capsule. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very cool. cool. Um, yeah, and I don't know what else to say. It, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I, it was magical. It was Star like, Wars the way it was initially intended yes, to and, be. And yeah. I don't like to use the word magical because I find it just stupid. But overused, overused. But but he's going to use Star Wars it, Episode but Four: A New Hope. <laughs> Is actually magical the the, mm. the masterful filmmaking that George yeah. Lucas has, at least in this movie. Right. George Lucas he gets a bad rap, but for so many reasons he needs to be held in the same breath as your Steven Spielberg, your Francis Ford mm. Coppola's. I, I don't like I can't even tell you how influential he has been not only for movie movies in general but for the art of making mm. movies. 
technologically speaking, he is probably the best director out there just for propelling. He, he changed the way we make movies because of this film. From a visionary standpoint. It, yeah. Like he, you, you'd see this in, in the prequels, but this is a director who you see with this movie, he's going to do whatever he can to make the final product the best. Yes. Yeah, and now when, when you have CGI at your fingertips and you want it the best, that that's when maybe you can get carried away. But the physical sets of this movie, we'll dive into it later, but yeah, I'll yeah. keep it brief, but I did watch the uh, ILM documentary for the, industrial the lights. And Magic. Yeah. Lights and yeah. magic. And that's a good one just to, yeah, I mean, George Lucas wasn't in the documentary very much, but everyone was talking about how they basically let them do whatever. Like there were, it was everyone on the project. It was their passion yeah. project. It, which, I, which makes this so magical because everyone was so dedicated. They put like 80, 100 hour work weeks in. They would sleep at the studio just because they were having so much fun. They were yeah. addicted to this project. And just looking back and seeing these super impressive shots, like looking at the Death Star trench run scene and like that was made. Someone yeah. built this thing. Practical. And, Right. Spent hundreds of hours on each box. Yeah. It, it that, that's be my brief thoughts yeah. On, yeah. On, on ILM documentary because I don't want to take everything away, but we want to give Ben the floor. Yeah. Though. Ben, uh, you are probably the biggest Star Wars fan I know. You are the <laughs> only one I know that wears <laughs> Jedi garbs. Yeah. Um, tell us about your experience. This, yeah, I've been a Star Wars fan for as long as I can remember. Long, I actually, long time. So I do remember watching. This movie, episode one, this movie in episode one and Return of the Jedi, I remember those three watching those first, the first time I ever did. And it was actually at my, uh, my wife's house. Oh, now, like it was, it was at her house where they just threw them on for us because our moms rented them just, oh yeah, let's throw on the Star Wars movies for the kids. Yeah. These were insane. How old were you? We were, I couldn't tell you. I was young, probably six years old. Okay. Six, seven, eight, I'm probably right around there. And I I don't remember ever like, oh, yeah, wow, this is cool. But through my years of collect, getting into Legos, so much of it was because of, I wouldn't say this film in particular got me so invested, right. but it was the universe, all the, the story in and of itself. And then as time goes on, I, I credit that to an, a different Star Wars project, but I... I love Star Wars more than right. Yeah, it the was holiday the holiday special. No, the Ewok <laughs> yeah. films. Yeah. I yeah, I I am more than anything else. Star Wars is my bread and butter. I I love. I have spent countless hours reading novels, pouring over lore videos on YouTube. I I love this universe. So was the first one you watched the DVD or the VHS? The first one I watched was the Phantom Menace. Okay, the Phantom Menace was the first. I don't. I think it was on cable. And we watched oh. the pod race scene first. But this movie in particular, a lot of what I remember was the Death Star. Mm -hmm. So you actually watched a, a very coveted version of the, the cable version, like the HD TV <laughs> version is very coveted. Really? Ooh, yes. Yes. I We're going to have to it, talk it about that. It was good that, enough yeah. to get Ben hooked. But, it, but yeah, Ben, you were on record on this podcast saying that you were a Star Wars lore master uh, yes you've said that so we're you gonna have put, the holocron we're, we're gonna put that to the test truly that is in amazing this marathon because okay i don't know, I don't know. 
I'm excited, please, to, to go toe to toe with a with a lore master and determine which Star Wars movies are truly the the best of the best. So let me let me put this in perspective, and I think I think our answer is going to differ because I'm so ingrained into this universe. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I am where I am as far as the Star Wars movie. But in relation to this film in particular, I can't state enough how how beautiful this mm. this movie is. I, I, I speaking what, of beautiful, how did you watch it? I you said you watched it in its original intended format. I watched probably the most recent release of this <laughs> in 4K. I was gifted the 4K releases of all six films for Christmas, and I watched the 4K version of this movie, what which was flex. released, I believe, in 2019. The 4K steelbook version. Uh, there is no 4K steelbook. Well, well no, that there is actually. There Best is. Buy did it. Disney yes. 100 years. Guys, they're I, like yes. 12 bucks online. <laughs> Go buy them. I really don't want to. Maybe. I don't know. But I actually did get the steelbook collections items. of all the Blu-rays of all of them, which I'd really like the art okay. style for that. But I did watch the 4K, just the regular release of this movie. Um, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm so impressed at how intense everything looks so we each watched a different version yeah awesome for sure i mean speaking of beautiful and intense something that has become a staple of the star wars trilogy through the years are the lightsaber duels Mm. and we get our first lightsaber duel ever we see a lightsaber for the first time ever in this movie we get obi-wan v vader this means a lot a lot of things now where we know where those two relationship their relationship has come from but here in original star wars this is our lightsaber duel and how does it stack up i watched a whole video on how they made this and it was fascinating but in the movie i'm not gonna lie even especially now it it just is it does fall short so we've decided up top Every every yeah. one of these marathon podcasts, we're gonna rank the lightsaber duels that uh, each movie gives us, and this one is our first one. So it is the so bottom the, of the list, worst of the lightsaber fights we've seen. It is the also best, the best that we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, have either of you boys seen the recreation of this on YouTube with visual effects? Scene thirty eight. No, in, really? Have you seen this, Ethan? Yes, I have. Recreated yeah. YouTube video or d- digital version. So this was someone did it on. We're gonna we're gonna watch that afterwards. But okay. they literally do the scene. But it's if they made the scene now with updated music and everything else, that is amazing. But I am not going to throw shade at this lightsaber duel since it was the very first one, and I think there is a really elegant way about it. Mm-hmm. What George Lucas was going for at the time was like a. Uh, what, if, samurai if that's what he was going vibe. for, then yeah. he, did a, he executed yeah, it executed perfectly. <laughs> but you know, as we yeah. get more and more lightsaber duels in the books, I think we'll really start to see how uh, our preferences change. Mm. But do we want to give ten out of ten scores for lightsaber duels to, for lightsaber duels and rank them? We I throw them on the spreadsheet. I'm later, not going to be doing like full on eight point three or something. No, yeah, but, yeah, but out of ten, what what do we give this? Just so we can throw it on the chart. It's like a solid eight. I don't know. In 2024? Yeah, in 2024. 
Are we including like visual effects and and Every, yeah, everything yeah. everything that, that makes it into up. this? Because uh, so if you guys didn't know, the lightsabers for this movie, and mm-hmm. I think all of the OT is uh, so it, it's like a a cylinder that they're holding with a motor in it, and it spins a long metal pole with a reflective tape on the mm-hmm. side so it catches the studio lights and in the original cut you can see the wire going yeah you can see the wire yeah. did you, you can see, see it when you watched it yeah you could see the wow. wire uh in in the shot where darth vader so he'd already killed ben and he's wa- not you he killed obi-wan um <laughs> and then he was walking towards the closing door he holds the lightsaber in a way that it doesn't reflect the light at all. So he's just like holding a metal rod with wow. reflective tape on the side. It's not even spinning. It's just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the lightsaber is just a prop sitting there. A lot of them broke on set. They could not figure it out. I, I mean, it's so impressive one, that they were able yeah. to get this done at all. Yes. And for how it, it probably works 95% of the time for me. So I probably would say... Even with the original theatrical dude, film. I don't know. It's 2024, man. We've gotten some epic lightsaber fights. And this falls... But I, I, do I be as it, harsh as you need to be? Do you give it points you prequel for it lover. being the first one? I would give it like a high seven if I were doing decimals and stuff, but I'm just going to give it an eight because it means a lot. Uh, it's, it's the final battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan. It's spoilers. Uh, legendary. Oh yeah, spoilers. <laughs> okay, yeah, guys, where have you been? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, uh, I, it, it's the final battle between them. It's, uh, I don't know. It's it's the first of its kind. Lock it in. You go eight. Eight. I go seven. I'm going eight. I'm going with a four. Ooh. Oh, it's not good. It's just not a good this lightsaber is, uh, fight, see, man. This is where. Because when we get to the prequels and you're giving out tens, tens won't be coming out of my mouth. I'll say that. So I'll say that. Are, it sets that's, the tone yeah. of what I think lightsaber there, fights are for the OT there is a, era. There's a weight to this. Like, I feel like each hit is like thought about and they're like, gen- they're, yeah, it's very... It's very slow, and Obi-Wan does like a 360. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> epic. Move. Very epically. Yeah, like they're not it doesn't feel like they're really trying to kill each other but i like i i I just like the way it looks and how it feels a little more realistic than some heavily choreographed fights we Mm, get later they had nothing to compare this to at the time like so i think for that in its own the technical feat that it was trying to do it executed it perfectly (laughs) And I see that's where I look at it as just being a lightsaber fight. What should it be in the grand scheme of things? If you're looking at this as a, a full on story, which is usually how I look at this, it just it should mean a lot more than what it is in this. And I like there. there I mean, there's definitely some lines. I mean, only a master of evil, Darth. Last time I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. But if this was made now, it would not be made like this. And Vader is not an old man like Obi-Wan is. Vader would, he would go ham. So what it means, <laughs> He's what it back, means, you know, I am, what it means, I am all there for it. But even when I was a kid, I was like, huh, something's yeah, off but it, about it's this It's interesting one. to see what they become later because 
Now it's a staple. Okay, Star Wars has to end with a big epic lightsaber fight. Oh. But this first one doesn't do that. Ends with an epic ship battle. You yes. know, that awesome trench run. So it, it's just cool to graph like, okay, what becomes kind of the Star Wars formula? Not that there is one, but lightsaber duels are iconic part of Star Wars. Like whenever a new lightsaber duel comes up, it's talked about. Was that any good? Yeah. Let's compare it. But it's really wasn't like, oh, yeah, that's a huge part of this. No, they were there. And that's their epic weapon. But I mean, so are the ships. Ships are epic weapons, too. You know what else was epic in relation to this film? For us in particular, I would say... Trip down memory lane. Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, one of the staples in growing up in the early 2000s and even into, you know, as teenagers, was the Lego Star Wars video games. Whether you played them separately or the complete Sega, this was a staple of my childhood, I know that for sure. Ethan, I know you played this for sure. Micah, were you a Lego oh, Star yeah. Wars, the complete Sega player? Oh, yeah. I on. had it. Uh, I had both of the games on PS2, and then I had the complete saga on PS3. So I was, I owned all of them. And, and did you ever, did you ever like complete the whole thing? Oh yeah. Like, uh, no, no, no. I, I completed them a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So one of the things we'd like to do here is just like talk about them. One of our favorite, because I know many people like us played these games. They give a lot of fond memories with Lego Star Wars, the complete Sega. And we wanted to say, just quick, what what's your favorite level mm. from, doesn't have to be the game, but from this movie in specifically i know there was about five or six i believe levels and you you walk into the cantina area and you'd run through the door of the specific level ethan do you have a favorite level from the lego star wars i think i there's a level uh it's the the death star when you're rescuing princess leia i love that level you get to walk around the death star and there's the specific uh element to the level where uh, you you have to go up to these booths and put on yes. your stormtrooper helmets. Yes. I I, know, I really love doing that. Just kind of because that's an iconic part of the movie. Them putting on the stormtrooper costumes. So I loved being able to do that in Lego form. And then you get yeah, just being able to walk through if you were just walking with the helmet on and no one would fight you was a cool feeling on the Death Star. Micah, do you have a favorite? Level? I probably spent the most time in. The secret plans level, the first one, that it's the uh, the one on the tentative four, yes. right? Yep. And uh, you got Rebel Friend, you got Leia as your plan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rebel uh, Friend. There's so many secrets in that level. That there's so much replayability for free play. Uh, Correction, it or like, sorry to interrupt, but is that the level where you go through the door, you see the stormtroopers in the hot tub? Is that that there, level? Yeah, there, there's I think three different levels with that. That yours had one with a hot tub on the elevator. Yep. Um, and then this one had one. So. Secret plans. And I, I can't remember if the one in Hoth had stormtroopers in a bathtub, too. I Probably. think I think they did. I can't believe they never officially released those as minifigures. Uh, Secret plans is the same one for me. I, I And free play particular, because that one had, I think, the most studs that you could get out of a free play yeah. level. And building up to the max coin multiplier mm. was easy because of secret plans. I almost said the Jenlin Waste level, because it's so iconic. I feel like the, yep. the score for that is 
really good. It's a really long level. Yeah. There's a lot of puzzles in it that are kind of like the the um set on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you have to like go the moisture. People. The like sand is moistured you up. Go and in you... the the sand crawler. You get mm. sucked up through the little port. Yeah. Tuscan Raiders. Those oh, guys always were shooting at you and killing you. You, you. you rescue C-3PO on that level. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, that was a good cool. one. Yeah. But I th- I like that you point out the score because mm. that mm. is the biggest element I think that carries over to the film. Yeah. Because when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, I remember playing Lego Star Wars and especially the, the John Land Waces. That specific one exactly yeah. plays throughout the whole level. And if you're spending a lot of time on level, it just repeats. Yes. It's crazy because the theme then transcends the movie and becomes the level and you only like yeah because even yep. when in certain parts of this movie you think of the level like specifically the when we get to it later in marathons but the lego batman theme mm. i you know it's famous from the with, lego games yeah, right yeah. i can only think of the title screen but speaking of the score it cannot be understated john williams work on these films and this one in particular because did did this recent, not win an Oscar? Oscar nom? Yes, yes. Well, he, he has he's the uh, oldest alive Oscar nominated, like most Oscar nominations, wow. most Oscar wins. Oh, he's ninety one years old. It's unparalleled the yeah. work he's done for, and, and I mean, it, a lot of it starts here. I mean, I, you could say Jaws was probably his big one before Star Wars was, but I mean, yeah, but the, he was probably doing both at the same time almost. I mean, they're so close right and here's my thing guys when it comes to the score for star wars i think star wars is at its best when it has the best music i think Mm -hmm. star wars you can point a lot more flaws out when the music is not as good because the music (laughs) helps you along the story i think i think it's a huge element to why these movies are such a success especially this first one because it's so out there. If I Star Wars like. had bad music, I feel like it would not be as good. No, it, and there are so many other uh, sci-fi movies that came out around this time. And if it didn't have a score, if if Star Wars A New Hope came out and people were like, well, 2001 A Space Odyssey had better music. So I, I, I think I prefer that one just because of the music. Yeah. But Star Wars is everything. They've got the oh. VFX. They've everything, got the score. Dude. They've got yeah. the actors. They've got... The story, they've got the lore. I mean, everything. everything. Yeah, just fell into place and worked so well in this. And there's that common saying online, like, uh, that this movie specifically got saved in the edit. Mm, Like, they they say that a lot. But, I mean, that's really every movie. Every movie before it's edited to where you want it to be. You know, it's not. Yeah, what are they comparing it to? Like the unedited footage. (laughs) You want a raw, unedited Star Wars movie? Yeah, like yeah, fixes were changed before it was released in theaters, but that that's most movies. Mm -hmm. So I hate just saying because what I think the the saying goes, his wife re-edited it and saved the movie. A lot of people who worked on it, yeah, say it wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be the film it was today without her. Because of George's Which, I mean, direction. it wouldn't be the film with but, right, everyone I, working. Yeah, it's a it, good so. point. And right. another one that comes to mind is when Mark Hamill on set, he's like chugging through these lines. <laughs> They're like paragraphs long. And he's like, I gotta go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Yeah. And, 
he, so he had to cut down a lot of his lines because George Lucas can't write a script. He writes books, yeah. not scripts. Uh, it, that, that was one of my favorite interviews with Mark Hamill was when he's dogging on George Lucas's dialogue. <laughs> who's, say, who's saying this stuff? Him and Harrison Ford, they go, they go back and forth like this was this was so strange. What a weird experience. Yeah. on set man which, which is like full respect to george lucas yeah. he created yeah, such a, an amazing yeah. universe but some of his dialogue we'll get to yeah, it we'll get yeah in a yeah, future yeah movie but i mean ralph, we gotta highlight ralph mcclory uh, McClor- oh, yeah. who yep. you know it's it kind of created the iconic look of a lot of everything we look mm. at i was watching behind the scenes and he, george lucas like this this idea is so out there mm-hmm. that to pitch it to executives i need visuals just so they can kind of get a sense of what mm-hmm. i'm trying to do here so that's when he hired ralph mccory there was nothing like gave it. him oh no i mean you go look it up i mean the drawings are iconic now there's an epic weird sci-fi drawing of c-3po before he was c-3po um and darth vader there's one with him versus a a rebel pilot which back in the day it was it looked way off, but it was just I don't think it would have gotten greenlit without this or American Graffiti's success mm-hmm. at the box office, and I mean a lot of that was saved because of that. I mean, so many things. But yeah, I, all the years down the line, we could talk about that. There's tons yeah. of videos out there uh, that can do that, uh, but something that videos cannot do, other videos on the internet, mm. is talk about uh, specifically how good the music is. And means to them. Gentlemen, do you have a favorite musical moment in Star Wars A New Hope? I'd like to do this with all of them because John Williams' music is so fantastic. We might have we might have a challenge when we get to the Ewok films. Right. I have never seen them, but all yeah, the other ones challenge have really great because music. we'll be fighting over the best spots. Right, that. right. <laughs> they'll true. take the top. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Um, Ethan, oh, where does the music oh. ring true for you? What, so what is your question, Ben? The moment that hits you hardest, the my favorite musical moment yes. in a new I hate, I hate going for it. Can I send it to you guys? Because okay. I know you two appreciate scores a lot more than I do. And yes, there, I, I haven't seen one. in mine, but I know you guys are also going to take it. So I'm uh, going to send it back to you guys before I go. Okay, I, I want to say this, not because I know that you guys are going to say it, not because I know it's the best scene in the movie, but like, yeah. this it's is the great. first time that it hit for me. Yeah. This was the first time, I mean, watching it with like all the little film artifacts and the, yeah. and it was binary sunset. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. When I watched it on Laserdisc, it just didn't hit. It didn't hit the Dude. same way. Cause when you listen to the song, the moment goes by so fast, yeah. but when you're watching the movie, it's the buildup, the, mm-hmm. the, the moment sits for, it feels like yeah. a lot longer. I got goosebumps yeah, as he was walking do. up for the first time. You know, he's cause he's just told like, no, Luke, you're here for another year. Like I need you. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking out at space and he wants, he wants to be a part of that. What a, it, and everyone says this, this scene, but the, yeah. I just wanted to say it because this was the first time it really hit for me. Hmm. So, so powerful. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of that is due to the score, the excellent visuals, the twin sun setting is such a striking image, man. And mm. we've all been there at one it's point It's on the back life. of the 4K right. Blu-ray. Yeah, I, it's, it's iconic, man. Mm. I mean, you can't not mention mm. that scene. And I hate to take it from you guys. If no, you don't want to no, no, do no, it, no, if no, you no. want to do a draft version or whatever, no, I, I, I don't I care. Let you, I, 
I let you have it, Micah. As long as it is said. Yes. Yeah. As long as it is said, because it needs to be mentioned. Uh, I will go with the opening crawl. Oh, okay. uh, good pick. Opening crawl into the fade, or? Since it is a separate track, I will say that just uh, the opening I thought crawl. it was the same track. I mean, Weirdly enough, on. it's not. Really? The main title is the opening track, and then it is the end huh. titles. A lot of the end titles. The fade into the rebel ships is i believe it's called imperial, imperial attack. attack yeah you're right yes yes so they combo them in the other ones but they do but for the official release mm-hmm. I, I went and listened to every single yeah, track that they officially it, yeah. released um nothing sets the tone like that theme does and it often gets overlooked but the main star wars theme is incredibly iconic and truly fantastic it sets the tone yeah that's what it i love so much about it I'm taking the main theme. It just blows you away. And I can't even begin to imagine being in a theater on May 25th, 77. Nothing like it. With a full packed theater. Yeah. 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 Just that, hearing, that is an experience I will never be able to have. Because no. you'll all right. Because you'll never be caught that unexpected with a Star Wars film ever. Yeah. I mean, the most I felt like what's going to happen was when we saw Rogue One in theaters. I was like, the anticipation of, yeah. are they going to do a crawl? Are they not going to do a crawl? And then it was just, boom. I felt it for Force Awakens. That was a full theater. It was at the Extreme Theater oh, right across man. the street. Yeah. That's like a 300, 400, I don't know how big the theater is. It's yeah. huge. It's a huge theater. And I had to sit in the front right row because <laughs> it was that packed. That was packed. Oh, man. <laughs> I wonder how the the Ewok films start. Yeah, like right. What, what, what they have to start. Those. It's probably a long, long time ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away, and then boom, like in Rogue One. <laughs> have any of us seen them? I have seen. Uh, I have whatever one the kids get abandoned and and then are raised by Ewoks. That's the, the one I've seen. The, oh wow! Okay, we we got it from the library. That and Resistance are the two things I've yet to tackle. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. One of the things, though, that cannot uh, be failed to mention in this is the acting, the performances. Yes, yeah, we got to talk about Let favorite. Me, uh, I got, I Ooh. I'll do my musical moment. Yes, just, oh my just before we we my apologies uh, get, goodbye. And I'm using technical terms. This is the technical Star Wars term. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we love to get our jizz on. You know, in oh. the cantina. That's that's the kind of the that's what it's called, guys. It's called jizz. Okay, Dude, so, uh, it's weird. I'm not gonna say it. Go I'm ahead. Gonna, what? We just got jizz down, bro. So we did. All right, we're we done. did. That's why I don't want to do it. But on the cantina music, yeah. I love the cantina music, and like you said, it's become iconic with certain levels of the game. But mm-hmm. the scene that accompanies it, you know, that you walk in there and you see all these creatures for the first time. Yeah, it's like uh, hey, yeah. Well, but let's dive into the characters. I love the yeah. uh, the so. Uh, in the Lights and Magic documentary for that scene, it was just two guys riffing with all these different alien yeah, costumes. Dude. They took like a whole day and built these these masks, but it's only two dudes that they filmed. Um, and it's crazy that a lot of those aliens became prominent species oh my gosh. in the Star Wars universe. Like Cad Bane Almost is just some them. random dude in the back. Yeah. Uh, oh, not like that. The species is is just in the back hanging out. There's uh, the the dudes from Utapau are in that scene. 
You've got Talls. You've got Davaronians. I mean, dude. Right. Like, it's, there's even, Uda do you Palin? remember in the holiday special, the lady who has the, yes. the drip cup? There are two of those Ooh. creatures, whatever With they the might be. The hole on two top girls. of their head? Yeah. The, hair, the way they do their hair, you can Uda tell. Palin. Oh, iconic. Yeah. There's an Aqualish. He's the guy who comes at, uh, who comes at Luke. I mean, just he every, like you. Star Wars does that thing where everyone who appears in anything has a. 65 pages on Wikipedia or uh, yeah, Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah. Especially freaking Dr. Evazen who comes at Luke. He, his story's <laughs> insane, dude. If you ever want a wild story, it's actually kind of gruesome too. go look up Dr. Evazen's story. It's wild. See the guy who assaults Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll the, be dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love the way that this movie introduces all its characters. It gives each character room to breathe mm-hmm. and something that a lot of modern blockbusters do is uh, i think of specifically the the hobbit movie they introduce you to this full cast of characters all at once and maybe they have unique traits within if you really pay attention but they're just super forgettable if you watch the movie can you even name all of them right i know i know ben probably can maybe on a good day i can but with this movie each character they give time like, you know exactly who they are by the scenes that they give them to set them up. And I love that. I love how each character, like, you go throughout the movie and it's like you're collecting characters like the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And you start with C-3PO and R2-D2. And it's not till the 17-minute mark where you meet Luke. I think that is just, it's so unique the way that mm-hmm. each character, its it feels like a, yeah, very much like you're picking characters up as you go. Okay, these two droids. Then you get Luke. And then, oh, here, here's Obi-Wan. Oh, we need more characters. Let's go to the cantina. Uh, you know, I really love that structure. And I think it really helps you know who each character is and remember who they are. Yeah, I love how we don't see Luke till 17 minutes in. And we get to spend some time with C-3PO and R2-D2, kind of an outside-in perspective mm. on the galaxy because they're removed from the situation, but it gives them an excuse to walk around the tent of four and uh, be in this shootout and have some, have a play on these laser gun fights. It's, it's a cool thing. And, and to see how there's, we're introduced to all this tech, how you can transfer a disc to an R2 unit so it can carry Mm -hmm. information. There's the, uh, uh, life scanners for oh, there's no life forms on this ship. It must have been an accident mm-hmm. on the escape pod, right? There's uh, the uh, awareness of consciousness between these two robots, mm. uh, with them arguing and bickering on the on Tatooine desert. Yeah. There's that huge desert snake that was in there. Like yes. so many things. Dragon. Yeah, the great dragon. And then you're introduced to the Jawas and all these different droids on the sand crawler yeah. that all make appearances. We get to see gonk droid for the first oh, time. Like who would have thought? Yeah. No, we get to see everything for the first time. And it's so yeah. hard to watch this movie from that perspective. Like, yep. okay, what if I'm seeing this for the, because like, what should it's, I be paying attention it's impossible. to? Yeah. I, I, yeah. What would someone back then be paying attention to? And I tried really hard to focus on the entire frame. Like, what am I, what am I missing in these frames that I'd never really paid attention to before? What is going on in the background? And, and you see some of those aliens in, in the 
uh, cantina. You see different droids on the sand crawler. You see uh, just so many little things. And I think they built around 33 unique sets yeah. for this movie, which is really cool. It, you lose. You lose a lot now. And we'll see it as time progresses. But I love practical effects, practical set. I mean, it, it's what makes these movies iconic. And the, just seeing seeing the ships fly and yeah you can you know like you know how they did that now yeah but the look like you can't fight that look yeah just is it's awesome. something that cgi will never you know be able to capture it? you explain yeah the they the miniatures they prop the camera the the they prop the ship up and it they sounds the right. camera it's so crazy right. like I, I wouldn't even thought of that. i could do that and it's like oh that's what they did to make it look I mean, I couldn't make it look that good. They but like, invented programmable movement yep. robot arms yep. for this movie. What? Yeah. Like they, they, I bet they invented as many things as they did when they went to the moon, like for this movie. For movie, for practical in general, effects, oh, without yeah. a doubt, yeah, insane. The uh, industrial light and magic is literally magic. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason they still work on all the huge, big budget films, even to this day. Yeah. That little company that George Lucas created, he also created his production studio, Lucasfilm Limited, for this movie. And I mean, you look behind the scenes and I give George Lucas the biggest props ever for being the most Chad director and retaining the rights to this film so that no studio could have them. It's like, no, I'm going to keep this huge, insane franchise to myself. It's yeah. going to be completely independent. Uh -huh. and I'm going to do what I want with it for the next however many years it was until he sold it to Disney. I mean, Star Wars wouldn't be what it was if it was no. run by corporation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what it, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... I mean, this one, you got to talk about how uh, 20th Century Fox backed him up for yeah. this first one. You know, we had our Fox X-Men films. Alan Ladd yeah. Jr., absolute beast and partnering with him, mm. giving him the chance of going in. It was I, a big risk sending all this money. Because how much how much was it? It was a half million. Eight and a half million. But I think he personally, George Lucas, got paid initially. Million. Uh, it was what, like a hundred fifty thousand, basically nothing, to write and direct. Yeah. yeah. So he really, this was like, all right, we're putting all our faith in this filmmaker, and George Lucas put so much into this, so much. This and is the biggest profit ratio out of any of the movie that any movie that we've seen on our podcast. Is it the biggest profit ratio ever? I don't know about that. I think I feel like Gone with the Wind made a buttload yeah that's true that, that's still with inflation I know this is up there though because 72 times its budget yeah that's of 11 million dollars you said 7 million that would be even better even higher i thought uh, it was, according to box office mojo it was 11 million interesting okay yeah. i thought it was eight and a half million that's that's what i thought it was made or maybe that was what it was initially and then he requested more money because he was like dude there's no way we're going to be able to do this without the yeah. extra funding and I mean, man, did it pay off? They made they made boats and uh, it it was six months out, I think, from they needed a completed film and they had two special effects shots <laughs> done. They had the dropping of the um, the escape pod yeah. and they had the Millennium Falcon flying into the tractor beam like that one shot with the gun swiveling. Yeah. And that was it. Six months out. They made this entire movie. They shot this entire movie in six months, special effects wise. How? How? How does he How? do that? 
one of the things that I really enjoy watching from the Star Wars movies is how engrossed you become into the lore of this world. And this movie does it like no other. Oh yeah. One of the some of the moments that stand out to me is whenever an Imperial is talking, you know, like from the moment, like the moment Darth Vader is introduced, superimposing, and then his next scene after he right. chokes out Captain Antilles is, you know, word of this could spread for sympathy in the Senate. And you're like, wait, hold on, what? There's something else going on. Yeah. The Star Wars iceberg. Yeah, like there's a government here. There's from a... that moment. Yeah. Do you have the whole council? Your sad devotion to that ancient religion. Right. And then you're like, I wait, love how what? they don't go deep into things. They just throw it out they in the world. They just say it, right? Yeah, like the Clone Wars, the religion of the Jedi. There's no babysitting. No, yeah, right? They no don't talk holding. about the, the little idiosyncrasies of what it means to be a Jedi. And they don't even use they don't use the force as a lifting thing in this, do they? No, it's it's the first one I believe is when he lifts in the Empire, X-wing. yeah, or I guess when he grabs his lightsaber upside down, yeah, yeah. on Hoth, which is crazy because you think, oh, lightsaber. I mean, uh, force you lift things. That's like yeah. what it does. But in this, it's mind tricks and uh, knowing what's about to happen. Because you're using the force, and he he chokes a guy out too. So there is that physical element true, to it. True, Darth Vader does. And so Sam said this while watching this. She's like, you know, Darth Vader. He's just in these movies. He's just not imposing. You know, like I don't understand because like they portray him to be that way in all the modern media. But I think like it gets over exaggerated. And is that do you guys see that? Because I don't. I don't know if I see that argument. I find him as the second in command. He's, he feels like Anakin in that scene where they're all talking about how, oh, you're your stupid religion. If you're once so devoted to it or whatever, uh, he feels like his anger is getting the best of him mm-hmm. there. It feels like he's not the one, you know, the top dog. There's there are people above him. There are councils. Yeah. You know, he, he's just there because people are scared of him. And he's just this overbearing dude. But I think he really finds his stride in the next two movies. Yeah, I agree. Dude, yes. Yeah. Empire, David, Empire, David Empire Prowse. Sure. Have yeah. you guys seen the David Prowse documentary? I have not no, seen it. No, yeah, I'm glad good. you mentioned his name. He yeah. deserved to be mentioned. But you know who wasn't mentioned in, in the original credits? James Earl Jones. Not in the original ones. He yeah. is in the updated credits, but yeah. you you saw it. I saw it. Well, it you, or just, you didn't see it. It yeah. was just David Prowse. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which now uh, Lucasfilms is kind of moving away from him because he was making a ruckus. But <laughs> something that Lucasfilm has always moved away from is the original format for this. We got to talk about the special edition, folks. We we got to talk about the special edition for this movie because out of all of the <laughs> films, I would say eh, maybe Return of the Jedi is affected more from oh, the special re- edition. Definitely Return of the Jedi, but this one is this one's a big one, no exception. Like. There's a lot. You get added scenes, like the effects are definitely changed. You have absurdly huge CGI creatures yeah. blocking the entire frame. Like, come on, why, why are we doing that? What's so the choice for that? In this one on the left, the uh, I believe it's like the 85 release, the VHS, hmm. uh, there is no Jabba scene. Yeah. The next one, there's a Jabba scene with a live action actor. No live action actor. No. No, they were never officially released. Have they released that? Live action. I thought one of them had it. No, not a live action Java. It would have had to have been released before uh, Return came out, and that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, because Mm. he's full on Java in Return. It's always been a deleted scene 
and I mean, you can find it out there. It's it's pretty interesting, that's for sure. Gotcha. But the job that yeah, they Declan have, Mulholland was the uh, was the guy. He's a weird Scottish dude. If you've ever it seen that deleted was, scene, yeah. All right, so never mind. It wasn't in that second release. It was the '97 release. Was the first one where they had it and they put in the CGI Jabba. Yeah. There's some really clippy. Yes. Uh, Han Solo walking, walking behind, behind, it, behind him, they yeah, blur man. the print. Yeah, yeah. So, Ethan, you, I know you are very critical of the special editions. Can you, at, from the start of this, because I know it's going to be a conversation piece. Yes. Why yeah, are you so? Why are you in. so critical of the special editions? As, well, when they don't hold up to the original, like what did, what have you added, George Lucas, by throwing CGI creatures in here? Like there is like like the four the the way Micah just watched it. That's the original way, and you'd say that was a pretty enjoyable way there to watch were a lot it. Of thing, I didn't know that there were things that cross in front of the frame anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the scene where they pull up in uh, Moss Isley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, a couple astromech yeah, droids and stuff. There's a freaking yeah. Thing they just block yeah. it completely and. I feel like it was just as distracting hmm. having all those but, things blocking it because it's only on that plane. There's nothing beyond it. There's yeah. nothing. I, I get. Know. I get what George Lucas is trying to do by wanting to. Okay, let me kind of. I didn't have the ability to do this then, but let me really just animate the world a little more because it. It kind of ruins like what i think the art is hmm. is a piece of art this movie is a piece of art but then when you're watching you see a beautiful ship scene but then immediately it cuts to a wide shot a wide cgi shot of the entire uh moss isley it just it it messes with me and i don't hmm. yeah you know like what what was so wrong with the original and i don't need the big because yeah in 97 i'm sure the cgi looked cool but when you're watching on your 4K, hmm. doesn't look very good. And how do you solve this issue? I'm thinking an interactive Blu-ray. They're never going to do this. Where you select which bits and pieces you want from which it. Which movie you want to watch. <laughs> like, what are you going to... release the like theatrical would you, cuts. Right, would you be as up in arms about this no, if there was? I wouldn't. Yeah. Because then I could watch it the way I want to watch it's it. It's the whole reason why Project 4K77, the Silver Screen Edition, all these things came out was because... Yeah. There was no way to watch this the director the way that the director originally intended to be viewed. Right. Because there was I'll no pushback on that though. My, there was no home release back in seventy seven. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I will push back on that though, because that it, he's run on record saying many times that this is not how he originally intended it to be. This is just what he right. was. He's it like, was available. Let me, let me add this yes. is what it was. So Yeah, but there there is no Real way to watch it. You lose, yes. When you watch this cut, you lose the epic Jabba reveal. Jabba's just in this. He's a big CGI blob. You don't get that epic puppet that you meet for the first time in return. You meet Boba Fett randomly in this cut now, which... Really? Where's he at? He's in the Jabba scene. The Jabba scene. He's oh. with Jabba. Oh, yeah. I haven't I seen the scene. Yeah, right. I mean, right. I may have seen it on YouTube or something, but... He I'm, appears with Jabba in that scene digitally recreated mm. right they and didn't you have get, a guy you get shot or you get han shot first you know like or in, in the 97 yeah, one right. it's, they cgi his neck oh, over that, that's yeah, the right. cut now yeah that's how it is that's oh it is, is yeah. that's yeah. so See? stupid like See? his neck breaks because yeah. he doesn't want han, he didn't want han solo to be For whatever they reason, change it every right. edition was a different yeah. thing the 2004 cut was it was like greedo shot first or something yeah. stupid well and the then, original one greedo just 
Yeah. And the original one, it's off camera. The yeah. shot is off camera. You just watch Greedo shoot. You say this. Yeah. yeah. The way his neck moves. But my yeah. gripes with, like, because there's not much he really changes with this one and not much he changes with Empire. But when we get to return, I'll have a whole list of gripes with that one yeah. that he, he adds into it. But no, I just, I just don't understand. Like, just keep it the original. Like, because there's no, like, yeah, if this was a director's cut and they released it separately, I'd get that. But the, for us as fans, like, you have to go through all the back channeling that Micah mm-hmm. did to find that original version. As opposed to a uh, a movie like Apocalypse Now, which has the Apocalypse Now Redux. There's mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now, the final cut. There's yeah. the Apocalypse Now Redux final cut or whatever. And then there's an ultimate cut or something stupid. There's like five, four or five different versions of that movie that are physically released. You can watch all of them. Yeah. You can buy all of them digitally, individually. You don't have to say, oh, I have to oh, I have to watch the newest one because that's the only one that's available to me. Mm-hmm. They're all available. Well, Micah, you are one of the three of us who have seen this both versions of this in its entirety. I've seen probably four versions, can, five, five versions. Yeah. I've seen the Disney Plus version too. Is there... Uh, is there a superior cut to this version? Because I am, I have always been of the opinion, as you think about that, that the changes, while they are there, never bothered me because mm. they never felt super integral until you get to the end of Return of the Jedi. There is no change that is like, okay, okay, they just changed it. I, I never really cared mm. about that. And still to this day, I think the special editions, in my opinion, add more good things than they do bad. Wait. Now, there are things that they do add that I don't like. You guys are dogging on Jedi Rock? But I will dog on that, yes. I will dog on that. Jedi <laughs> Rock is not good. Ouch. That's one of the ones I don't... I when, would, when, when, when we get when to, we get it, to I, it, I, it. As far as Project 40K yeah. 77 goes, I really enjoyed it. I feel it is the most genuine. It is the mo- I mean, be, the, just naturally... It is. There's no CGI. It feels like a 70s movie. Uh, I'm, okay, I take that back. There is CGI. It is one of the first movies with CGI. It has the Death Star spinning and then mm. like the, the HUD computers with the uh, aiming and stuff. That was revolutionary at the time. Um, Yeah, I, I just feel without yeah. the CGI of like animals and things, it... It, there there aren't any spots where you're like oh yeah that doesn't work mm-hmm. that that doesn't work and i just love it i yeah. I, I see nothing wrong with this movie like it, the, the project yeah. 4k 77 there is nothing that i would change there is nothing that i would add there aren't many special effects that i'm like eh i mean there's the lightsabers that's yeah. it yeah so i think that while I do Which that's like a good the, addition in the in the special uh, editions, they they clean up the lightsabers, right? The lightsabers and the 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 whatever the repulsors mm-hmm. on the ships, they, yeah, you know, they, they clean they, that they up, they fix them, and yeah. that's I would say that's a good version of the mm-hmm. the special editions. But they like, they always mess up the color. They always mess up the the I color, like, especially the 2011. Whenever my immersion Blu-rays. is broken because of the datedness mm-hmm. that is this movie. I prefer 
I, I just think I would prefer, and I, I haven't seen it, but I think I would prefer having it be, because you talk about that wide shot of Tatooine as they mm-hmm. go in. I love that shot. It makes it if you if you you don't get that in the original one, and it makes Moss Eisley your cut. There is a wide shot, a pan. You up see the entirety of, of Moss, Moss Eisley, hmm. and it makes it feel like a bustling spaceport. You don't get that right. feel from the original movie. It enhances it, in my opinion. It does. That's kind of where I come from, though I do agree that a version of this movie should be allowed yeah, yeah. on physical media. Like I like the idea of touching up like VFX or like fixing it where it looks like shoddy, but yeah. I don't like adding scenes. I guess that's where that's where like I the draw jo- the line. You have a problem with the Java scene adding that in? I do. Yeah, I don't like it. I think cuz it it it's part of the the lure of the trilogy. Yeah, like the Infinity Stones I talk about. Yeah, Jabba's mentioned in this movie. And then you meet Boba Fett in the next movie who they put Han and Carbonite to take to Jabba. Then you finally, the big reveal, who the heck is Jabba? You meet Jabba in return. But you lose all that. You lose the whole build up to that when you know who Jabba is. If you haven't seen the movies before. Mm-hmm. Right. If like, you haven't seen the movies before. He made the change 20 years later. But I think that you should always keep the movies for how you want people to see them the first time ever. That's how I and because whenever I show someone these now, they are yeah. these special editions. I can't show them unless I go through all the whatever Micah did. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't show True. them the yeah. original way that I was able to see it. Okay. All right. Not a bad discourse. It will get there, though. It when will we reach yeah. Return of the but Jedi. I, I let's talk about the Death Star. Yeah. The Death Star is a center of this movie. Like most of the movie takes place on the Death Star. I mean, the, the second half, at least. And then the trench run. But. I mean, what do, what do we think about the Death Star, man? That is so impressive. Yeah. That that shot where they fly into the trench was so impressive. They used it twice. And I love yeah, they it. They did use it twice. It's I noticed the that. The exact yeah. same shot, but that shot in the documentary was a huge hurdle for them to really? figure out how to transition from up top that shot into a seamless transition into uh because the the trench run yeah. actual scene. Mm-hmm. That was shot from a moving truck uh, oh, going wow. like 35 miles an hour in a parking lot as they flew it through the trench what? run set. And it, the, the trench run set is about as wide as this coffee table. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they're like flying this thing through. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Just the way they were able to pull this off. I, I can that. say that about literally everything in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The X-Wings, all of them coming towards the battle. This all was the, the first time. call-outs in between. It's yeah. so, I played this game called Rogue Squadron when I was younger on the GameCube. And I'm just super nostalgic seeing all the X-Wing pilots just going back and forth. And it's so tense on the Death Star. Yeah. Like, pull up, pull up. And it's like you, it's you tense. feel the weight yeah. when someone blows up. And it's, oh man. The, and you don't know these characters, but you right. don't really have to. Because Star Wars it, has been great at that. Yeah, over I, its I years. feel like they don't spend too much time on these. I mean, except for a few movies and the sequels, but <laughs> they, they they do a great job in this movie of all right. Here's the character's name. Uh, it's part of the Rogue Squadron. Here we go. We're sending them out, mm. and then uh, you get attached to these characters a little bit. You hear a little bit of their their talking. You know, they're talking back and forth. And he's like, all right, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then he explodes, and yeah. 
whoa, like he's dead. That's it. He's gone. Like there's no recovering. There's no burying that body. <laughs> That's true. Star Wars has never shied away from just a, a gruesome death. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, you I mean, a, it, it, it slices the dude's arm off and his aunt and uncle are toasted. Dude, the yeah. yeah. Just baked. Yeah. Just, it, they're just threw out some skeletons. <laughs> a really yeah, good PG scene. Though. movie. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. But I, I love the death star. I think it's iconic. Uh, uh, my dad had uh, the original Death Star that they that I think Hasbro made. I don't Dude, know if you can look that yes. up, Micah, the original Star Wars toys. But that's so my dad real. had those uh, uh, growing up, and then they were at my nanny's house. So whenever we went over there, we'd get to play with them. Kenner toys, yeah, Kenner, Kenner. yeah, the original go. Kenners. Yes. That's what it so was. Those are so cool. Yeah, and, but I, the Death Star is yeah. just such a cool concept. Like that's no moon. That's a space station. <laughs> Such an iconic line. Right. And oh. it just this big, massive space station that can blow up planets. Mm. How cool is that? Who thinks of this stuff? Who thinks that? I have gotten to a kick lately where I'm just like, when big time directors come with a huge freaking movie, like in my, could I, could I think of something? You know There's just no way. That scene? Grand Admiral Dude, Tarkin. Grand, yeah. Grand Admiral Moff Tarkin? Dude, Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin? Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff yeah, Tarkin. Yeah, Tarkin. You mentioned how Sam was like, Darth Vader kind of seems like a little sissy. Moff Tarkin is the villain in Ma- this. Yeah, he's our guy. Mm. Like he, I love that because Darth Vader is this big, intimidating guy, and we'll, we'll see it later. And it doesn't play well when you roll right in from Rogue One into this movie yes. with the transition to Darth Vader. So I get what she's saying there, but I I love the way because mm. yeah he's viewed he's this big bad guy, scary, imposing, but he's not the boss. He's not the boss, and I love that. I love the mm. way they integrate Tarkin. He, they do mention the Emperor in this film. They do, I, yeah. right? Yes, they. Yes. So they make it clear that he's not the big bad. Even Tarkin's over him. He mm-hmm. has a great performance. Very sniveling, a guy you just want to hate. Was it and Peter it, Cushing? Yeah, and yeah. he just. What else is he dies? He plays the original Dracula. Really? He is Dracula. Yes. Yes. And him and uh, him and Christopher Lee actually are good friends who famously plays Count Dooku. Interesting. Yeah. He was a great kid. Him and Alec Guinness. Yes. Two veteran actors for this this film. Ben, you you're currently dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi and rumor has it. Uh, your parents can't confirm this, but you were named after Ben Kenobi. And they won't confirm it. But <laughs> I will say, I won't stop saying that I was named after him. It's weird. In the weird in all the weird Star Wars names out there, you know, there's just one or two or three that are just randomly like, oh, yeah, they're also we name our kids this. Luke is one of them. Like ben. You, no one's laying named their friend, kid Han. I have right. a friend right. named Anakin. What? Really? Yep. That's 100% Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Like, that's how I that, see the name. That That's right. that name. Yeah. Like Luke. Yeah. Like uh, Ben. I don't know if there's another one. Like there's got to be another Van one. Like if you have been new watching, he also had uh, the station wagon, like the same one that I have. Nice. Oh, cool. Very pretty nice. Cool. But we want to say Alec Guinness yeah. nominated for an Academy Award for this one. Well, best really? supporting actor. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Should we talk about best performance or do we have anything else we want to say? I mean, we always got, hope? we always got stuff There's we could lot. say, but I think, I think yeah. we could transition into best performance. Let's do it folks. Let's, I mean, we got a lot of iconic performances mm-hmm. as far as what really stood out to you this time. We'll shoot, we'll shoot with Micah. Shoot with Micah Ooh, first on this one. Best performance. 
I'm going with Alec Guinness. Yeah, man, good, like good pick. I, I heard this he won was, an Oscar. This was the one nominated. almost. Nominated. He got a nomination. Uh, this was the first time that I watched this where Alec Guinness's portrayal of Obi Wan Kenobi really mm. hit me. Mm. I really, yeah, I love, uh, especially the scene where he, he sits back. Yeah. And he, he just exposition dumps. It doesn't hold your hand. It The only other movie that I can think of that was like this, that it just immediately reminded me of, was Dune 2021 or whatever mm-hmm. the yeah. new one is. And it, it also doesn't hold your hand. It just dumps exposition on you. It expects you to just catch up, look things up after if you really need to know. Yeah. But it does, but it does it expertly because it's talking about mm-hmm. his father. Yeah, it's oh, all relevant things. Yeah, it's right. all um, interesting things. It's all. It, there's all so. It leaves you with so many questions, eager for more, eager for this expanded universe, and that's why the book sold so well. That's why everything exploded before Episode Five. I mean. Star Wars exploded literally like I don't know a better way to to put it but yeah Alec Guinness just I love his role I love the the um the way he describes things the way he he pauses between words mm. the way he swiftly sneaks around the death star and flips the leather <laughs> yeah, like- and then he and he's wow, got away Darth, about and he calls him Darth. <laughs> yeah, Master of Evil, yeah. Darth. Master of Evil. Yeah. I love how they retroactively made it work, but Darth was Vader's first name in the original draft of the movie. Was it Darth nice. Vader? That was just his name. There was no other Darths. That's just become a pseudo Sith name now. But back in the day, Darth was his first name. Yeah, and it's kind of like young Jedi. Him- it's like literally, calling him Mister. Yeah. Right. Uh, literally, now it is. But literally, when he said a young Jedi named Darth Vader, that was his name. Yeah. Mm. Which, they, they do that yeah. well. Like, yep. It, as we get to the prequels, it'll be fun to talk about what elements I think they enhanced and what elements I think they uh, dumped on. But <laughs> while we're talking about names, there's a there's a kid at the school that I work at. His name is Sidious. <laughs> like, is it named Sidious? Goes what? out and names their kid Sidious, and he breaks Chromebooks like every other You're week. You're lying, dude. Yeah. His name's not Sidious. His name is Sidious. <laughs> or his parents? Is his brother named like, Darth too? I would expect <laughs> nothing, nothing less than a boy named Sidious to be breaking Chromebooks. That's I mean, cool. that's just Sidious, like. That <laughs> fits man. him. That name fits him very well. Ethan, what's your favorite role? In this My movie? favorite performance is Princess Leia's buns. Her is, hair buns. Okay. <laughs> My favorite performance is Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Ooh, yes. That's a really good one. He gr- grabbed me in this movie. He did. And, yeah, like like Ben, <laughs> like Ben said, his shirt is basically Dude. fully open. Look at that, the, man. The, he's, the whole he's movie but, like this. He's Man, there. Hey, this hunk of junk's gonna get you. It, <laughs> this time specifically, Harrison Ford was just so cool. Han Solo's yeah. always been cool, but this time he just was it. Mm. He is. He oozes coolness and yep. swagger, and he's he's the the original Tony Stark right here. You know the 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 pirate scoundrel, the bad guy you you love to love. So and I, the, the story that leaves you with more questions, like who's this Java dude? It's better as an unanswered question. Right? I and like why, how there's no Java. Why scene. is there a bounty on his head? Why does he have these smugglers hatch? You know, why does he kill Greedo? Two two of those things. 
get changed in the special edition. I guess Han Solo's character suffers in that special edition, but talks about uh, the Kessel Run. Yeah. Maybe because Harrison Ford was so critical of George Lucas in the you know after <laughs> interviews and stuff like that. George was like, all right, nah. It's funny Ooh, because yeah, yeah. if you go back far enough, you can find interviews of Harrison Ford talking positive about Star Wars. They don't, they, they're yeah, out there, someone yeah. today. I'm like, oh, look at him. He, he, he's, he's like, the, the uh, one I saw today, he's like, yeah, when I picked up that script, it was just unlike anything I'd ever read. And is it, I'm like, he wouldn't say that today about Star Wars. He, no. His view on that after, after they threw him in the holiday special has completely changed. Mm. But I love Harrison Ford in this, in this movie. And I don't know if you're going to, you're gonna take his his sidekick, you guys. But I'm, yeah, Chewbacca. Okay, so I'm, I want to highlight Chewbacca yeah. too. I love Peter that, Mayhew. That buddy, yeah, that buddy cop duo they got, and he just died recently, didn't he? I think I think a couple last years year, ago. It's it's been, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. 2017, maybe. Yeah, I think it was 2016. Actually, 2019. 74 years old. Never mind. But no, Han yeah. Solo's great. I love yeah. the the mystery around him. I love that he's not this black and white guy mm. or black and white character like he he wears both black and white so you're like all right well what's the vibe we should get from this guy is a little dark is a little mysterious i think his his wit is really good too yeah. and i love the way he's like uh uh what is it it's ancient religion and or no it's hokey religion and ancient weapons are no good for a good blaster at your side kid mm -hmm. like that's just where his mindset is and yeah, I love, I love the different that. viewpoints. Like, there's very specific. All right, this character is in here for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. He's here for a plot purpose, yeah. but he's also here for a lore purpose. Right. He's yeah. here to be a critique of the main religion in the universe. Right. This and Force Jedi I think thing. What we'll, we'll continue with it later on, but I think the Force is. At its best in this original trilogy, mm, I think they where lose it. they lose it in other we, movies. The more we learn, the less you're like, okay. Like I love that. Do you only the Jedi's are rare? They're so rare mm. and they're mysterious. And even so, the guy in the council is like, your devotion to that ancient religion is. You know, I love that. Mm -hmm. But really, when you throw the prequels into everything, it kind of is like. It, it lessens it to me. It's different. They yeah. The way that they frame it in the prequels is a bit different from what you expected mm -hmm. in the OT, which is, I think, is a good thing. I think having this, pers like, your own perspective of what Jedi should be and then the canon lore yeah, yeah. is different is cool because it's outside of the box. Like, would you have thought that there was a Jedi council no, and yeah. there was, like, a a whole... They had a say in, 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 like, the royal guard for everybody. And I don't know. I think it's cool that we had this new it's definitely better for narrative reasons because now you have all of the clone wars you have reasons for them to go out on missions you have reasons for them to be generous right. because they have a say in things they they have a position of power so i, I right. like when they get, took it that they're not just a bunch of monks hanging yeah. out and have a separation yeah. from everything else but it would have been cool to see a different universe where it was just a a, a separate thing like a very devoted religion people separate from yeah, like a wizard you know mm -hmm. and you see like expanded lore so many there's a lot more jedis running amok and the empire has dealt with more jedi than mm -hmm. than what you see in this movie but uh i think yeah i think there's a good and bad to it i know ben is being really really quiet and i really love that i love the restraint ben, ben is showing but the more you learn 
I think it opens the door for so much more though. It does like the, the clone wars and we'll dive into it, but I think there's good and bad from it. That's what, that's what I'll end with. I'm going to take a different approach to favorite character because while you're taking George Lucas. No, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I, so I want to highlight Luke in portraying the most earnest character out there. I want to highlight Carrie Fisher for, you know, people talk about a lot of strong female characters, but this is one of the first and one of, if not the best out there. Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher's excellent in this movie. Tarkin, we already talked about, but what I'm going to do with these Star Wars movies, since I've seen them so very often and I don't want to go with the classic okay. mentions, is I'm going to highlight a, a very, very obscure character that only appears in maybe a few seconds in each one of these films. Now, every every movie, you're every gonna, single, this will be your favorite character. One. Are you going to pick Not my favorite character, shorts, but one guy? I want to highlight because they make such a great cameo in the very limited amount of time he okay. or she is in All right. that scene. Which one is it? I'm on the edge of my seat. At every junction... In each one of these movies, it's it's okay. There is a clear character for who is your favorite character. And you guys are going to take some of them. So I'm going to go with a little bit of an outside-of-the-box approach to this. And I'm going to highlight a character called Jack Porkins. Oh, Porkins. let's Jack go. Porkins is my highlighted character of this movie because he... <laughs> It, look, just look up a picture of him, bro. Dude, look at his, look at his. He gives a, so, look, such an look epic up specifically man. though. Uh, put chicken after it. Just oh, put chicken. No. <laughs> you get. I believe there's a picture of him with a tub of chicken in the cockpit. What? Yes. Look at that first one. I gotta oh, see it. that's amazing. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude I didn't say it's porkins. But he gives like, dude. Red six lines, by. Stay on target, dude. <laughs> And he he has such a sad death, you know. Oh, it's so sad. Good, good, good on you, Ben. Give, oh give, it, give it him some love. I, I like gotta this. give Jack Corkins some love. <laughs> Red sauce standing by. <laughs> Please, you gotta look up Jack Porkins. Uh, he is um, he is one of the rebel pilots. Sixteen confirmed kills. Ooh. Ooh, dude, he was a sharpshooter, man. <laughs> Lieutenant Jack yeah. Porkins. Yeah. Gotta highlight Jack Porkin, so he is my character for Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, the next thing we have, Dude, just like Porkins it was Star Wars, with, Star. Right, please, please. which I believe that actor appears, he appeared in our Marvel movie marathon too. What? Yeah, like was he the a official thug in Howard yeah. the Duck. I th- fact check me, but I think no he was way. in. He's in one of the X Men movies. That would be amazing. Let's see. Let's see what Micah can pull out. Yeah, my, Micah's Jack, whipping it on that. Furiously, I'm very slowly if you can actually. Find Porkins it. found him. Jack Porkins. William oh. Hootkins. Yeah. Was he in? Rest Howard in peace. Two thousand five. Rest in peace. Fifty seven years old. Did he get to he see was in of the Sith? Batman eighty nine? Right, he was in Batman. He was in Raiders Batman of the Lost Ark. Yo, he what? was in Superman for the Quest for Peace. 87 all right because we watched oh we watched um he's the the like evil detective in uh in batman in 89's batman yeah yeah so that's what i was confusing it with class we we all watched that yeah that's right yeah any of our stuff Mm -hmm. gentlemen yes a new hope has 
a ton of epic scenes. Mm. But if you had to pick your favorite one on this go around, what would it be? Ethan. Oh, all right. Oh, ah, what is my favorite scene? I'm going to take the, the backstory scene, the scene where Obi-Wan is talking to Luke. Can I take that whole whole bit where oh, they're, yeah. they're in that hut and he's just sharing to him about the Jedi, about his father, about the Empire, you know, before the dark times, you know, all of that. I take that. Go watch the movie. That scene is so, it raises so many. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. There's a whole video on just that scene on YouTube. I forget what it's called, but like a breakdown of how genius a couple. that is. Oh yeah, guaranteed. I'm gonna pick yeah. the uh, escaping the Death Star. Yeah. One once the uh, once their coven is, cover is blown and they're running around. Uh, one of my favorite additions to the special editions. So the post, uh, you, you know, when he's chasing those like four or five stormtroopers, <laughs> yeah. and then he goes in the next room. He there's like his head. a whole no no no, no 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 not that one. When they're chasing them all, and then they turn they, around. Yeah yeah. And there's like this a room full of stormtroopers, stormtroopers in the OG. It's like four or five. There's just those ones. Groups. It's just a yeah. dead end and they're turned around. Hmm. So then they start charging. I think that's a great yeah, addition. Yeah, that's a good addition. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I love them running around. Uh, so everywhere from the uh, the trash compactor scene onward until they leave is just such an amazing. I mean, you've got the the lightsaber fight in there. You've kinda, got kind of stretching the extent of scenes, a scene we'll in there. Isn't that like four minutes? Uh, well, yeah, but <laughs> it's quick. That's the whole yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I let it happen because true. because if I I would have taken that like one yeah. shot from that. I mean, <laughs> I, I like the the shower where Leia kisses Luke on the cheek. Yeah, you you would like that, wouldn't yeah. you? Or the, or the Dang. scene when Le, when Luke's like, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And actually, if you go on Disney Plus and you just go all the way down, the very last special feature is uh, I think it's called like like Love Spot or. I don't know what it's called, but it's the trailer that maybe it's romance, but it's it's a trailer that specifically focuses on Star Wars as a space romance. Interesting. And how uh, George Lucas definitely wasn't planning on making them siblings during this movie or the next one. (laughs) I think Mike is looking it up right now, but as as he does that, Ben, your favorite scene. Oh, it's a good question. It's a good question, man. I'm going to go with the beginning, the very first scene this time around. There's so many good scenes. I mean, you could go with the binary sunset. That is for sure my favorite scene. Um, Yeah, you know what? I'm taking that scene. I'm taking it. I'm taking the binary sunset scene, (laughs) which we've already talked about in length. Yeah. But the binary sunset every time. I used to think this movie was one of the more boring ones when I was a kid. I didn't really find this as rewatchable, but even then, and especially now, the binary sunset scene, theme, scene, everything, a part of it is truly magical. It has the sauce. This movie just is iconic. That's that's how you boil it down. Every shot, every character, every frame, every sound, the sound design too. It's just so iconic, and it's hard to view this movie as, okay, what if this was the first for Star Wars. Yeah. What if I hadn't been introduced to this world before? But we found the clip. Uh, the official thing on Disney Plus is called Forbidden Love. And it's that uh, the thumbnail is the Truly. shot of, of, of Leia now, as she first sees Luke. Isn't that ironic? It is ironic. Forbidden love. Because it, it would be, it would indeed Literally be forbidden. 
by law would be forbidden. <laughs> oh, we don't know space laws, though. True. True. There's... Anyway. <laughs> Gentlemen, we got to talk about what this did awards-wise, what this did... Ron Tomatoes critics wise or critics across the board wise. I want to know where this stacks up internet wise. We've got a couple of rankings we can also talk about, but Micah, this you one, got all that information, man. All right. I'm going to start with our uh, Academy Awards because there are a lot. This won more awards than any other Star Wars film combined. Let me repeat that. It won more awards than any other Star Wars movie combined. Mm. Combined. So this is more combined. than all the other movies. Yes. Yes. Uh, Academy Award wins. These are the Oscars. Best Art Direction and Set Decoration. Best Costume Design. Best Film Editing, which is interesting because we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Best Effects slash Visual Effects. Best Music slash Original Score. Uh, John Williams. He got the uh, Best Sound Special Achievement for Sound Effects. Goes to... Oh, it won best sound. It won best uh, special achievement for sound effects for uh, Ben Burt for the creation of the alien creature and robot voices. Uh, it was nominated for best actor and a supporting role for Alec Guinness, best screenplay, George Lucas, best director, George Lucas, and it was nominated for wow. best picture. Those ones are all noms. Uh, it won a Grammy Award. Wow. It won Best Instrumental Composition for the Star Wars Main Theme. It won Best Original Score Written for a Motion Picture or Television Special. And it won Best Pop Instrumental Performance. It was nominated for Album of the Year, but it lost to Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. It won... <laughs> That's awesome, though, that it was nominated for yeah. Album of the Year. Dang. It won a Golden Globe for Best Original Score. It was nominated for Best Motion Picture for the Drama Category, Best Director, and Best Supporting Actor for Alec Guinness. It won the BAFTA Awards for Best Original Music and Best Sound, and it was nominated for Best Film, Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, and Best Editing. That is the longest that, list we will have out of any of these stars. That is movies. amazing. It's just amazing because uh it at the time this was this was that, you know, it it was uh the first of its kind. And yeah, the we know that the awards One, two, tend to like three, to give four, praise to original five, films and six, original seven, visionaries, but eight, I a movie nine, like this now would not get like this much credit. Yeah, and yeah I eleven mean, Oscar nominations to compare wow. that. I think Oppenheimer got 13 huh. nominations this year. I it mean, was just released today. better than start. No, no, just nominations <laughs> just to, just to compare it. But right. Right. Yeah. You yep. don't, there just aren't, there weren't as many good movies coming out every single year. No, it was then. a dark time. They talk about it. It was a dark time for Hollywood. A lot of their movies were darker films that were, didn't have a lot of hope. It's like war epics and things. Yeah. It was, and not that they were bad movies. George but... Lucas set out to make these movies. I mean, they were for kids, but they can be enjoyed by older audiences. Yeah. And, I mean, they were definitely enjoyed by us as kids, but they were made for hope, for yeah. a lighter tone. A new hope. A new hope. Something to be, something to grab on that was good, mm -hmm. that wasn't just dark and depressing, you know? And it's true. It rings true. It, it absolutely is. So the uh, the budget was $11 million. The domestic opening, so what it made in America opening weekend, was $1.5 mm. which is crazy. It didn't catch on until the next weekend, apparently. Uh, just that just slowly. summer yeah. was just the summer, summer of Star Wars, pretty much. Yeah. In 77, everyone was just going to see that movie. Oh, and this is, this is in the time when if you wanted to see a movie... 
this was really kind of the only way. If you didn't catch it. it in theaters, yeah. when would There's you like watch no it? No home release, and the, these would sit in the theater for forever. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, my dad at least. I think the number he told me was seven. He saw this seven times wow. in theaters, but that might even be low. Yeah. That's probably low. Well, even up until like the '90s, you hear about Titanic having to send out new film reels because they played it so much. People went to movies back then. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it, definitely different nowadays. Man. We got a t- like there's a TV like this in in every home now, so mm-hmm. it it's not as as hard to find a good viewing experience. Yeah, it's at home. so accessible to mm-hmm. it, which is great that you can watch it. Right. Um, but is it the way that a film should be watched. I don't know. I don't know. Made a lot of money though. Yeah, <laughs> made a lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, critic score, Micah. We're going to scores. Yeah, All let's right. Let's do scores. Online. Rotten Tomatoes critic, 93%. Rotten Tomatoes user, 96%. Metacritic. I just did it all percentages. We can change it later, but, uh, Metacritic critic is 90%. Metacritic user, 88%. Letterboxed, 84%. Um, that's out of five. I don't remember what it was. Uh, IMDb 86, so an 8.6 out of 10. Average 90, 90, uh, so a nine out of 10. Perfect nine out of 10. Perfect nine out of 10. Wow. Which, uh, actually ties it for first place for our internet ranking. First place is, um, Empire and a New Hope. They can't pick one. I know they, they're very generous with the sequel films on their scores online. So I, I'm interested to see where those shake out. Yeah, Which uh, Hollywood um, Reporter also gave it first place. Good. If we're doing I, our... I mean, yeah. I, I feel like Star Wars A New Hope is... If I had to make a list of 50 movies that you had to see, yeah, this would be yeah. one. This would be on there. If I had sure. to make a list of 20 movies that you had to see, this would be on there. 10? 10. 10 movies? Yeah. Five. Five? I could see it making the list. Yeah, that's a good question. Like Star Wars, A New Hope is. Oh man, I'd have to think. about It would that. probably one of the. I would. I would have to choose. Like, yeah, I would say I would. I love Revenge of the Sith a right. lot. No, but, but I would. I even as, I wouldn't say as watch far that, as like yeah. a time capsule movie for top five. Oh, um, you have to include New Hope. You would yeah. have to do a New Hope over any of the other movies. Yeah. If you do Empire Strikes Back, you won't get like. I wouldn't do any of these other films. Yeah, and, and New Hope is. Without a doubt. It's so perfectly contained. It has mm. such a great ending. Like I don't think they expected so... to make a sequel. No. They... I mean, George Lucas kept the rights for it in case it did well, but he expected this to fail. Yeah, and it, op- it opened up. Like, it opened up a lot of questions. Yeah. You could have had it. Yeah. But, but um, yeah. the Hollywood Reporter ranking isn't the only crazy list that we have. No, we it's have, not. We have a different list. Michael, would you like to so, set this list up? <laughs> this is the real Hollywood Reporter. If we're going off of the Marvel one. Let me set the scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was December 2017. Long time ago. A long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. Different time for Star Wars fans, for sure. Um, yes. I watched this movie that I thought was pretty great. Yeah. Called uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ooh, nice. Yeah, sounds uh, good. You know, it, overall, I there were some great things in there. There were some cool things. It was very different. Uh, there yeah. was this casino planet that was sucky. I thought that whole plot line was garbage. It should be thrown in the trash. But you know what? <laughs> we can talk about that when we Back get to then, it. Yep. Micah gave this second place in my uh, uh, gave no, no, no. Uh, Last Jedi second place. 
But wait, and that's why that's why it's here. He gave a new hope third place, guys. Yeah, I, I found Ooh. just randomly one day in my Snapchat <laughs> memories that I decided to post my bold ranking. He did get number one right. Yeah, number one. I did but, episode three. Uh, I will say this. So uh, we'll see if that holds up. Having Last Jedi at two is a crime. Having Rogue One in seventh place is a crime. That too, yeah. I love that we're venturing through this together because I know where I stand. I know where Ben stands. But this, Micah, yeah. Micah, you are going to determine the outcome on how fun I a lot of these podcasts are. About, uh-huh. <laughs> I have not legitimately thought about my are, ranking. Are like these, I just knew that I had to have a ranking because yeah. everyone had a ranking. Right. Like oh. I, I said it in the in the intro video is that everyone has a Star Wars ranking because people would go up to each other and say, what's your favorite? What yeah. was, what's your ranking? Because it's so easy to just say numbers like, oh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like easy. Yeah. Like you just you just rank them. Well, yeah, that's the reason we're talking about this, because Last Jedi is two. We need to yeah. we need to confirm <laughs> why is Last Jedi my, two? my new thoughts. Yes. And it'll be very fun because we're going to we're going to figure out. All right. Are we going to have a lot of Punisher Warzone podcasts where it's me and Micah ganged up against Ben? We're gonna have Howard the Duck podcast. Punisher 2004, right? Podcast. Punisher 2004 yeah. or Warzone? I did not. Howard like. the Duck podcast, where it's me and Ben gained against Micah, which I, I highly doubt that will happen. We're gonna have more of a uh, Amazing Spider-Man two, where it's Ben and Micah versus Ethan. You know, it, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and I think that dynamic starts now. With so this. A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Jeez, my eye is watering like crazy right That's now. I'm crying, okay. man. You can cry. Jeez. It's just, binary it's, it's, so it's, there. Dude, it's just such a beautiful movie. Um, but A New Hope and Empire, among the Star Wars community and among, I think, here, is very incontroversial. But every Don't single film, every single film after this, after that, becomes... Becomes a dogfight. It really is. Yes. It's just a dogfight. It's going to be a trench run. And... Mm-hmm. I am not in here to tell you you're wrong about this. Right. I really am not. But I'm here to tell you why I think the way I think. Yeah. Because right. Last Jedi 10 yeah. out of 10. The we're last here, Jedi to tell yeah. you why you're wrong, though. We'll, we'll help you out. Well, that's the thing, man, because I'm not going to take that approach. <laughs> but going into this, I, I think it would be good to set the parameters where we stand just so that the audience knows as we go into yes. this. Like what a 10 out of 10, what a 1 out of 1 means? Or no, because a... with Star Wars, I think it's very up in the air. Mm. It's it's not like usual films. These films mean a lot more just person to person. So it, there's it's very much more subjective than it is objective with these films. Mm. But, Ethan, I want your take. I know we kind of got into it in our... Um, first one but before we give scores in our little intro yeah. video i want your take on what you think of the original trilogy just real quick the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy okay. those three trilogies go I'll say, as a fan I'll say right say now this up top, yeah. i like i i really really like star wars i do um the original trilogies what i grew up watching they are when i think of star wars i think of these three movies i think of this movie these are my these are my favorite three and prequels a little less love from me. I like the third one. I like revenge little. I don't really like phantom. I don't really like attack, but I do appreciate the vision and the attempt that those movies are. So, yeah. And then the the sequels we will have to see 
We'll have to see. Because have you rewatched those since theaters? I have not. I I've I've rewatched Force Awakens many times. Yeah. Uh, the Last Jedi I've watched once, and I watched it again at home, and I stopped halfway through. And Same then here. Rise I've seen twice in theaters, and I feel as I really like Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. I'm gonna I'm gonna decide on this rewatch how I feel about it. Mm. But I know it's I, true. Yeah. I know I don't like Rise from where I sit right now, but. Yeah, I'm a I'm an OG fan is where I where I put it and I don't have that nostalgia that you guys have for the prequel trilogy because I didn't I remember watching those for the first time whereas I don't remember watching these for the first time. Mm. I was still about 10 when I saw those, but my first introduction to the prequels was the Lego game. I played through all oh, those yeah. levels before I saw those movies, but that's where I stand. So I'm going to defend these OG movies, which is also why the special editions kind of anger me too. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a good. It's good to have a framework for the audience perspective for sure. Micah, how long has it been for you since you've rewatched all? Do you have a firm take on each one of the, the last time I rewatched these? I, I watched one through nine, uh, in one through nine order. Uh, in the car on the way to and from Tennessee one year. I forget when. It was like a couple years ago. That doesn't count for me. I don't feel Ooh, like it okay. would. I don't feel like it would count. It was more of just like background to distract me I from you. a car ride. Yeah. So I just put them all on. I wouldn't count that as a viewing. Okay. Um. But as I've said, I grew up on the prequel and uh, OT. Um. There are, I think, the OT, just initial thoughts, OT has better quality movies, prequel has some higher quality moments, and then sequel trilogy, I just need more time with. Mm. I think there were some bad tastes in my mouth going into them. Uh, Prequel trilogy, real quick, I know Attack of the Clones is definitely my least favorite of the three. Um, Phantom, I feel like, has a lot of charm to it. And then Revenge is peak. But yeah, uh, Last Jedi, I guess I liked it at some point. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I'm really interested to watch these sequels yeah. from a yes. critical yep. standpoint. Because I I don't know, I was just kind of... Force Awakens was a cinematic experience. It yep, felt like... It definitely was. It felt like how I would feel A New Hope would feel yeah. in theaters. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, I saw twice in theaters. Last Jedi, I've seen once, I believe. Maybe twice. Mm. In theaters, I've not seen it since. Yeah, same. Rise of Skywalker, wow. I've not seen it since, except for you know that car ride segment. But yep. Rise of Skywalker, I don't even think I saw in that car ride. I think I stopped at at wow. eight. Wow. But yeah, uh, Rogue One, Solo. I've seen though. I've seen Rogue One a bunch more times than Solo. Solo, I've seen once. It was same. a folding laundry movie. Yeah. Clone Wars movie, I've seen once. Ewok movies, I've seen one of them once. I don't remember which mm. one. Holiday special, I've not seen. Just to round it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, I I am very firm in all of these ones. I don't know how much of my opinion will change except for the sequels. Um, but I do. I love. I love all the original six. I have such an affinity for those movies in particular. I would even say that I would call myself. Ugh. Just say it. We know what you're saying. If the OT is a nine, if the prequels ver- are a ten. For me, like, but they're not. I just prefer that era of Star Wars 
over the original trilogy. I think it is Star a lot Wars of nostalgia is for most the unique. And prequels. I do, but I think a lot of that is due to the Clone Wars yeah. animated television series. Which Without not, a doubt. We're not touching. No, we are not. We're, we're touching only the movie. touching yeah. the movie. It's just a TV show but never it, aired in I theaters. I think so. When we get to those, when, when that's factored in, yeah. Clone Wars as a series, I think that elevates those prequels astronomical. Like, yeah. it's huge yeah. the way it elevates those. But we're not reviewing that whole series, so you got to watch it for what it is. So but that's I, what I'll be excited for. That's what I view. I view those movies. I just do. I can't help it. In 2024, mm-hmm. I view those movies in the context of where they fit around in that universe, the tie-in novels and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And to me, the prequels are a little bit more interesting to me. I'm not saying they're better films because I do not think they are, but I I prefer yeah. being in that era. So I guess if we're doing Star era, Wars. yeah, I like yeah. I like the dark time yeah. and the 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 yeah. empire. I, I would love agree. The I, I like prequel. I like the the I actually kind of like the politics and the prequels. I, dude. I know so people dog on it, but I, I, I find it. it very interesting. I love it. I love, I love courtroom it. dramas, so it's it's kind of a similar vein. Hi. I mean, yes. it's like the I just people like sitting and talking. The, is par- the parallels you can draw in real life just to the politics of this and, and our history, I there's a lot to it, and we'll get to it when we talk about it. Mm. But um, Force Awakens, I have a lot of nostalgia for. First one in theaters. I remember liking Force Awakens. I have not seen it in a long time. Um, and The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, I abhor. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see those movies again because I have a ton of hatred for those movies. <laughs> I, I hate. I through hate. Wait, wait till all the sequels rank higher movies. than the prequels in our average. That'll I be fun. I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I would, <laughs> I would really. It would bug the crap out of me if that was the case it really would because when we get to it we'll get to it but so explain how scores work for for all the millions of fans that are joining us for the first time on this podcast because we're doing star wars well not that there is a specific element Mm -hmm. but i think just us ranking these on a one to ten scale Mm -hmm. like i'm i would give this objectively this movie is you know where it's at but for me it's either worse or higher like objectively the last jedi is you know it's really well made it's a right. really well right. made film I mean, uh-huh. it's what, JJ as a Aaron, star ryan johnson ryan as johnson, a star wars guy. film i absolutely hate it mm. so that comes yeah. into my yeah. score more than anything else because of how i look at it. like yeah it's not going to be i don't review this movie like i review oppenheimer as a standalone thing right it's, i fit it into the context okay so that has to be taken and then it all account. is built on where you build that context around for example like this is what i build yeah star wars yes. around i build it around a new hope whereas you would be building it around from a prequel perspective per se right or no yes but it, like it's more of just I mean, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it when we get to it but but for how we yeah. do scores on this is we the three of us give it a score yeah. out of 10 and then that is averaged out into a singular score and then that is where it fits on our ranking yes no and question on where this will fit today because it's our our first film mm. but be number one but what score is it gonna yeah. have yeah. let's get into it gentlemen let's start with ethan yes what do All you right. got so we did our announcement video and you asked me, Ben, Ethan, what is your favorite 
Star Wars film. I said this one. And upon a rewatch, yeah, there you go. Micah gave me a 3.5 out of 10 in the spreadsheet. That, that's what I want to stick with. Keep that in there. This movie saw... No, I'm kidding. I I love this movie. I love the, the way that the world is unfolded to you. I love the characters and the way that we meet the characters and the ensemble cast. I think if we compare this ensemble to any movie this is my favorite ensemble that any star wars movie has just because uh yeah you have this ensemble moving forward but you lose alec guinness Hmm. alec guinness is part of this one peter cushing's a part of this one i think this is my favorite cast of any star wars movie uh and i love the death star i love the death star as a concept as an idea i love the empire and how um they're they've taken over this galaxy and we get to see it you know, in all the weeds of it. And we start off with this little farm boy, Luke. Uh, I love, I love the David versus Goliath. And you see that with the star destroyer to start the, start the movie. Mm. This one, I rem, uh, we watched it last year for us. Uh, me and Ben were kind of going to do this, not to this extent. I really liked it then. I like it even more. Now I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of 10, 9.5, 9.5. And, I'm leaving room above that because I want to see where the next two. Not fit. as good as those ten and tens in the but Marvels. I want to. I want to mm. clarify that. That's all out the door, Micah. Okay. I will be retaining the my... Marvel scores mean nothing now. Mm. Those tens gone. Okay. This isn't me saying that this is lesser than those Marvel movies because they're not. It's oh, not. Mm. yeah, totally separate. Separate, totally separate. Yes, Micah. Yes. For me, yep. it is not. It's I not. will be for my scores. Wow. I will be maintaining my um, your integrity, my scale. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. my scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think it's impossible for me to do that yeah. with these movies. Just so, because I want to yeah. rank my whole list. I like, yeah, I like having oh, yeah, a rank of all of my okay. movies. Yeah, okay. we've seen your your watch list on Letterboxd. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane. three million films yeah. in there. Yeah, but yeah, I like a nine point five because this this is yeah. Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine it getting much better than this but okay. i leave i leave that little room All just right. in case empire because i know empire is great and oh, yeah. return is controversial but i love return yeah so you know we're gonna leave micah's opinions for last seeing as he has not gotten a say but i will say very quickly that i also i really love this movie I'm leaving you the best for last man you're the one who, who the audience hey, hasn't hey, heard your opinion let the yet you win all right I don't. We'll give don't, you. I'll rip your arms off. My arms hey, off, Micah. You got. You got to wait a couple movies before you get your medal. Okay. Ooh, yeah. true. <laughs> you don't get your medal on this couple. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. I. I will say one thing. This movie is insane at how easy it is to just kind of drop into. You from a critical. I try and watch this from a critical perspective, even especially now because we're trying to watch it for this movie and for this podcast. And it's kind of hard to sit there. And I wanted to take notes, and then I just kind of just got swept away by the story again. A movie I've seen a billion times, and it's just magical, epic, mm. iconic. I'm going to give Star Wars episode. I've never, I've never scored these. I've only ranked the films, so I would give this 
I was firm. I thought long and hard on this. I'm going to give this a nine out of ten. Mm. I love, mm. love, I like that. love Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. So, with that being said, Micah, was that the same score you gave it last time? I don't remember mm. what I gave it. I, I know it was either nine or we nine point five lower last time. Did we? Okay, yeah, we were really, yeah, interesting. Uh, personally, I think Star Wars is one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm. I almost said. Episode four, New Hope, but I watched Star Wars. You, watched, you did. You, you watched, watched Star Wars. Wars. I watched yeah. Star Wars. The first Star Wars. Um, and this is one of the greatest movies of all time. It doesn't hold your hand. We've talked about it before. The special effects are so masterful and like, but they could be better, mm-hmm. right? It's not all the way there. Uh, the story is amazing. The lore that they give you is so magical i use the word first ben um <laughs> <We've> <laughs> used it a lot on this yeah. podcast uh yeah i i just love the set design the character design the the world is i mean it's no surprise this built star wars this built the franchise and without a solid foundation that this movie builds upon no movie leave no star wars movie leaves you with as many questions unanswered as this one does it opens up so many different rabbit trails that you can go off of that so many different uh, parts of star wars do go off of there were tons of books written between four and five there were so many movies spun off from i mean the Clone Wars spun off from the whole concept of the clones came from this movie. It's crazy. And uh, the the cinematography, the score, the colors, mm. the acting, everything composes this absolutely fantastic movie. And uh, I feel like I'm less nostalgic about the OT than I am the prequel trilogy. So I feel like I'm less blinded by the nostalgia goggles for this when I say that it is a 9.7 out of 10. Mm. Oh, I thought I, dude, I thought we were going to get the first 10 out of 10 from no, Micah. No, I thought no. it was going to be. Um, if anyone, I, I, I am, feel like. I am yeah. still leaving room. This is not a perfect movie. The special effects are not 100%. I said that already. Um, it is an old movie. It doesn't hold up as well. I mean, it's old. It's old. It and is. and the special edition, the the revamps that george lucas did did help to bring that up um but overall i feel like where it counts it holds up um one other thing that doesn't really hold up very well is the uh the speeder if you're Uh, looking for it the speeder really uh it's definitely just vaseline on the lens i I was looking at that but you know what it is so bold of them to do that it is right there. It is bright as day. More about the idea yeah. of it than anything this else. This is such yeah. a bold movie, and it goes where no film has gone before. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. True. Very true. Uh, I, I, if you look at movies before this, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which came out 65, I think, the technical advancements are there. The story is mm-hmm. there. The, the score is there. And I just... It's Star Wars, man. Mm. It's Star Wars. And Mm. to give it any lower than that, I feel would be a sin for me. I rank this as high as I did Logan in the Marvel movie marathon. Cool. Um, No other movie is a 9.7 in our ranking so far. Mm. So I, I I almost gave this a 9.8, but I feel like it didn't emotionally impact me a way that other films could. 
Maybe oh, Empire sure. could could jump up higher than that. But this is as far as I know, right yeah. now, this could be the greatest Star Wars movie that we watched. I mean, it's a high bar starting. It's off a high bar. To I start off. I I forget how much I love this movie. Right. And every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah. I, I think I forget yeah. it because it's just Star Wars. Like you everyone, forget, everyone do. knows, you do right? Forget, and then you watch it again, and you're like, "Wow!" Yeah, like, you forget how much this impacts you. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. But that—that's so Star Wars with a score of nine, a nine point five, and nine point seven. That averages out to a nine point four out of ten, which uh, the internet ranking was a nine point oh. Nice. Okay. Ranking it yeah. out at uh, first that place. That is a high bar for the first film. Mm, pretty much, close much, to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes user, yeah. 9.6. Much, much different than the way we started our Marvel movie marathon with the, the very low bar that was Howard the Duck. So it's it's cool. This Going through these movies is going to be really, really fun. Yeah. Mm. I'm really excited to do this with you guys. And Yes. it We've got a lot of cool things coming up. Yeah. Not We promised controversy. There will be controversy coming up, but this, this is just, it's a very self-contained story. It's hard to find almost anything wrong with it just because of how pure it is in Hollywood and oh, three years between yeah. movies. Oh yeah, man. Wow. Those are OG Star Wars movies. Hey, hey not, were... not three years, just one year. You got our next project. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the it's Star holiday Wars holiday show. special. No. To go listen to that podcast, yep. you'll have to hop you'll have two in spots you can your TARDIS. To go scroll down through our archive and you will find the holiday special. Me and Just Ben covered that. Back. Yes. Covered that a few years ago. So go check that out. Yes. That was a lot of fun podcasting on it. Yeah. Not watching it. Not watching it. But next week, whoo, very, very, I mean, some people say it's even better than yes. A New Hope. We have Star Wars One episode of the greatest five. sequels of all time. The Empire Strikes Back. That's right. That's next week. Man. I cannot wait to watch this. It's been this. a while since I've seen this one because we did our pseudo, we tried doing this last year. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll wait. I'll wait for Empire until we podcast about it. So it's been a while. Because mm. so, I think about watching this movie like all the time. Oh, yeah. But it was that patience that, no, I got to save it for when we when we do it for the podcast. And I'm going to commit right now. Yeah. I'm going to watch Project 4K80. Uh, the uh, 4K. Okay. Uh, it, it's yep. in alpha right now. Uh, they're still working on that one. But Return of the Jedi is done. They do have a 70 millimeter edition that they found. I okay. might watch that, but it's kind of rough. Okay. It's it's not as tuned as the 35 mil. So you're going to stay with the raw theatrical cuts. The only one that movies, I'm like, yeah. ooh, which one do I do is for Revenge of the Sith. I found a fulcrum cut with uh, ties in the season finale of uh, Clone Wars. I would almost veto. I don't want to veto it because you do, of course, what you want. I'll veto it. You, veto it. You got to veto that because yeah. it's incorporating other media into it. Definitely watch it. Yeah. It's like a four and a half hour experience or something crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, I mean, it would be like, yeah, we'll if get we, to it, but if we threw rogue one at the beginning of this, like, and counted that as part. Yeah. 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 Mm. I mean, uh, different, different mediums, or if you threw in rogue one and then rebels mm. into it, that's what it would be like. You True. don't want to do that. No. And I feel like, I mean, do what you want, but, to give a truly objective rating. No, me and Ben were yeah. here first. We veto that, Micah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> as, I will watch the as original uh, as original co-host. You've been booted. Don't make us kick you off. Ouch. 
Dang. Does it have a 79% Revenge of the Sith? That's higher than I expected. A surprise, to be sure. Expected. But a welcome one. So next week we have The Empire Strikes Back, folks. Nice. Tune in next week. If you're following us along on the marathon, watch Empire this week. I think I'm watching it tomorrow. I cannot wait. It's been a while since I've seen it. So look forward to that. For now, this is Ben Rasa. This is Ethan Wilson. This is <laughs> Micah Hatt. Just keep rolling, Ben. And remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.